All right, so we'll say good morning. Let's begin. Our daf today is daf Dalit. We begin from the bottom of Gimel Amud Beis. So the Gemara says the following, V'itmar Allah, we have a lot to do today. Two, four, six, seven lines up from the bottom. V'itmar Allah, so we'll say, remember again, we are trying to analyze the Brisa. And in the Brisa, and the Brisa, we quoted the view of Rabbi, uh, we, quoted the, we, we quoted the statement, and the statement was that a Beitza Shnol Dabiyamtov is not going to be bottle. I should say, excuse me, I take that back. Suffolk Beitza, Suffolk Beitza is not bottle. Is ultimately not going to be not going to be bottle in a mixture, and we tried to figure out. We tried to figure out about that. What exactly is the case of Suffolk beta that won't be bottle? So the Gemara quoted the view of Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir said, "Es shadar kolimnos mekadesh," because ultimately something that is reckoned as individual units will not be bottle in a mixture. So the Gemara says, "Itmarla." We learned about this. Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Rabbi Yochanan said, "Nevosay machlokish Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish about the position of." <coughs> Rabbi Meir. So Rabbi Yochanan said, Amar es shedar kolimnos. Rabbi Yochanan said, that, what does this refer to? This refers to an item that is exclusively sold in individual units. So an item that is exclusively sold in individual units is never bottled in a mixture because it's chashuv. Reish Lakish, Shem and Lakish, or Reish Lakish said, Kol shedar kolimnos shaninu. Reish Lakish says, even something that's not exclusively sold as an individual unit, but ultimately, again, as sometimes sold as an individual unit, is also not bottle. So the Gemara says, so both say a fundamental machlokes in terms of, does it have to be an item that is exclusively sold as an individual unit, sometimes sold as an individual unit, which one of those items will not be bottle? So the Gemara says, honey, chareb lakish. So again, I will say Rabbi Meir's position, or saying that the price reflects the view of Rabbi Meir, that lemais an egg is not bottle makes sense quite rich lakish because an egg is something that is sometimes sold as an individual unit but not always. Then it makes sense according to according to rich lakish's opinion, Rabbi Meir, that an egg wouldn't be bottle. An egg is not exclusively sold as an individual unit. What could be said? papa hai tana tana delitra ketsiosu. So what says very interesting answer. The Gemara says the tana. The Tana of the Brice above is the same Tana of the case of the Litra. We'll say Litra is a measurement of Ketsios. Ketsios are dried figs. Because this Tana holds that any, any item that is reckoned individually, that is, that is, that is a which means it's individually significant, is not bottle. So the Gemara says, V'chol shekein, excuse me, lo bottle, afilu b'dirabanon, even midrabanon, v'chol shekein b'daraisa, even with a daraisa. This, I'm sorry. This is the Tana says that even some even a dirabanon is not bottle kol shekin a What's the case? This now we learned in the Mishnah. Litra katsios. If you have rabosai litra, now this is talking about over here. Litra is a measurement. So a litra of katsios, a litra of dried figs that are truma, rabbinic truma. And what happens? Shadar sa'api eagle. The rabosai. The way you would take the way you would the way you would deal with figs. It's how you take figs, you'd spread them out first to dry, and then after they dried, you would remove their stem. After you remove them stems, you would press them together like into cakes, like into cakes. And that, that, that's, that's usually what we call the eagle shell devela, a cake of pressed figs. So now let's say you have this litra, you have this, this amount of truma figs. And what happens? Shadar sa'api eagle. You pressed it into a round mold. But you don't know which round mold you pressed into. So we'll say you have a whole bunch of round molds of pressed figs. One of them happens to be truma. You don't know which one is truma. So what do you do? What do you do? 
or or darsa pichavis, or I'm sorry, veinu de beizigul, darsa pichavis, or for that matter, you pressed it into the mouth of a cask, veinu yodea beizachavis, and you don't know which cask, which barrel you put it into, darsa al pikuras, or kaveras, you put it in a basket, and you don't know veinu yodea beizachavaras darsa, and you don't know which basket you put it into. So what's talocha? So we'll say now you, you know you have a litra of of truma of truma figs and you or and you don't or meister figs I should say and you don't know you don't know which which utensil it's in. So what do you do? Omer Rabbi Meir Omer Rabbi Lezer Omer Rabbi Meir says the following Rabbi Meir Rabbi now Rabbi Meir is quoting Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer says top of Dalit, Rowanas Halyonos Kilo in Prudos, we view the upper layers as if they are separate, Vatachtonos, Malos Esalyonos, and the bottom ones come and overtake, excuse me, the bottom ones come and overtake the upper ones. So I will say, what does that mean? Rabbi Meir is essentially saying is we view them as a mixture, we view them as a mixture, we view them as the upper layers getting mixed in with the lower layers, and essentially what occurs, there's more permitted figs, bless you, than 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 truma figs, and therefore again lemaisa, lemaisa the truma figs are bottle. Okay, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says es im yesh shamea pumin yalu veimlav veimlav hapumin asurin. Shemera says if there are one hundred permitted pumin, pumin means mouths. Meaning I both say if there is a hundred to one permitted ratio of permitted figs to truma figs, then lemaisa, again, the figs will be bottle. And if not, if not, then all of the figs will be usser. So the Gemara says, v'imlav, excuse me, remember, the one thing we do know in this case is that the figs, the figs, the litter of figs were placed at the mouth of the cask. Now the good thing about figs is that figs, they're not going to mix themselves up, so we know that the prohibited figs are stationary. So what Rabbi, Rabbi Meir suggests, what, I'm sorry, what Rabbi Yoshua suggests is if there's a hundred to one ratio from on uh, meaning if there are one hundred mouths of the utensils and one truma, so then the truma will be bottle. If there's not, then the truma is not bottle, which means again the the figs in the area of the mouth of all of the utensils will be usser, but the figs on the bottom will ultimately be permitted. Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda says Rabbi Eliezer Omer Imyesh Sham Meapumin so we'll say Rabbi Huda has a different version. Rabbi Huda says that according to Rabbi Eliezer, if there are, or it's just different names, I should say, if there are in Yalu, if again the Maisa, there are one hundred times permitted figs, and the prohibited figs are bottle, the Imlav and if not asur, and the mouths are asur, mutaram, but the figs on the bottom are motor. Rabbi Yeshua Rabbi Yeshua says, Afilu Yesh Sham Shloshme Ospumin. Yo lo yalu. So most Rabbi Shua is of the opinion that even if there are 300 times more permitted figs, the figs are not bottle. In other words, according to Rabbi Yoshua, the prohibited figs are always prohibited, it never become bottle. Dar sabi eagle. Look at Rashi Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua Omer Afilum Yesham Shlosh Meos Pumin, Vikulum Bichlala Safek, A Malin Es Hayachid, Hoelu Pumiakli. So we'll listen to this. Because Lemaisa, because again, the figs in the mouth of the of the utensil are what's called a Dover Shebiminion. There would be something that is sold individually. Therefore, Lemaisa, they are never bottle. Even in a ratio of that 300 to 1 is a guzma, it's just an exaggeration. But no matter how large the permitted ratio, the figs will still not be permitted. The Gemara goes weiter. Adarsa be eagle. If you went ahead and you pressed the figs into a round mold, 
but you don't know into which round mold you went ahead and you placed it. The halacha is Everyone agrees that what? That the figs will be bottle. So the Gemara says, what are you talking about? What do you mean everybody agrees? We just had a machlokis above that said not everybody agrees. Amra Papa, this is the case. Haki Kamar, Darsa be eagle, the Enyodea be is a Makom eagle Darsa, Ilit Safona, Ilit Roma, Divreha call Yalu. Rabbo say, oh, what's the case? The case is where, again, in the previous case, you had a litra. You, you introduced a fixed unit of the prohibited figs into the mixture. Here, what you have is you have a smaller amount of figs that are, pre- that are pressed into the actual mold itself. And Lamaisi, you just don't know which part of the mold they were pressed into. You see, in the previous case, the prohibited figs occupy the entire top area of one of the utensils. You just don't know which utensil it is. Here, the figs were mixed into with other figs into the round mold, and you don't know which part of the mold the prohibited figs occupy. Are they in the north? Are they in the south? In that case, everyone agrees that it's bottle. Look at Rasho. Here's the difference. That in this case over here, Abosai, the prohibited figs are not recognizable as a separate, distinct entity. Because they're stuck together with other permitted figs. And no one knows where the prohibited figs so we'll say it's very interesting. In the first case, what did you have? You have a litra. Now, a litra apparently is, let's say, the equivalent of a cake of pressed figs itself. So you had a cake of pressed figs of rabbinic truma that was placed, that cake was placed in the, on, the, on the opening, on the mouth of the utensil. And what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? You don't know which utensil it's in. Now, I will say that's called the Dover Sheba Minion. Why? Because in the marketplace, it would have been very common to do what? To buy the amount of figs that sat in the opening of the Kli. Is there, well, there was a, I don't know how you would, whatever you'd call that. I'll take the, uh, the, 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 mouth, the mouth's worth of figs. That's called, you know, the mouth of the Kli's worth of figs. In that case, that's called the Dover Sheba Minion. That is an item, ultimately, again, that is reckoned individually. Therefore, it's not bottle. In this case over here, you have some amount of truma figs that are mixed in, again, with the rest of the mold. So they're stuck to other permitted figs. Because <laughs> of that, because of that, it's, because it's a mixture, therefore, the prohibited figs are not called the Dover Sheba Minion. They're not called something that's reckoned individually. And because of that, they are bottle in the mixture. Ravashi, Ravashi says the following: the olam. In reality, the olam safek yom tov safek chol. So we'll say now we're going back for just a moment. Look at Rashi. Ravashi on the olam hadik tani usveka aser safek yom tov safek chol kamar. So we'll say listen to this. So now remember, we're 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 now talking in the brisa. We were leaving base hill alone for a while, and we're talking in the brisa. And in the brisa, we had a case of the egg safek egg safek egg. And what did the Brisa say? That a Suffolk egg is Usser. Now, we'll say, remember again, we had a, we had a Machlokis, we don't know what the <coughs> Suffolk case is. So is it Suffolk Yomtov, Suffolk and Yomtov? Or, we, remember the last suggestion we had was what? Suffolk Trefa. Maybe the Suffolk is if the egg is from a Trefa. Now, so Ravashi says no. The Olam Suffolk Yomtov, Suffolk Chol. Havi. Reality, the case of the Brisa is a case of where we're not sure was the egg born on Yom Tov or was it born during the week. And therefore, again, And I both say, therefore, Ravashi says like this, the suffix of the case of the Mishnah, of the Bryce, excuse me, is I'm not sure was the egg born on Yom Tov or the egg not born on Yom Tov. And what did the Bryce say? The Bryce said, if this egg gets mixed in in a mixture, that it is not bottle. Why? Because also we said this already before. 
Bittle, bittle is a halachic mechanism to remedy doubt. When there is another, when there is another mechanism that will remedy doubt, you don't rely on bittle. Therefore, I both say if something called a davrashish lamatirin, which means something that will become permitted, we don't rely on bittle to resolve the doubt. Rather, what do we do? We rely on time. So, because again, this egg, I will say one thing is for sure. I don't know if it was born on yomtiv or not. Therefore, it's a suffix. One thing is for sure, which is a wait till after yomtiv. What's the halacha? The egg is permitted. Therefore, if the egg gets mixed in, even with a thousand other permitted eggs, we're not going to rely on bittel. Instead, what we'll say is we'll have resolution of doubt tomorrow. Tanya, achirim, the achirim say, Mishum Rabbi Eliezer, tochal, ima. So we'll say again, the achirim say that the egg may be, may be eaten together with its mother. Rashi says over here, so I'll say, now we have another b'risa. And in this b'risa, the achirim say in the name of Rabbi Eliezer, that when the b'risa shenol dobiyamtav, you can eat the egg and you can eat the mother. So the Gemara says, Maya Askinon, what's the case? Excuse me, lachila. If you want to see what we're doing with the chicken, that is set aside for consumption, then pshita. That's, excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. Pshita, that's obvious. That's obvious that you could eat the egg and you could eat the chicken because it will say it's set aside for consumption. However, Pshita Divima Shayo. But rather, we must be taught if, we, if we're talking about a chicken that is set aside for eggs, how can you say that it and its mother are permitted? It will be us, or why? Because it was because like, the says mokta. Remember, if a chicken is set aside for laying eggs, then the pashtas it was set aside for non-use on yom tov. You have no intention of slaughtering it. Therefore, again, the mother as well as the chicken should be usur. So Abzera says, oh, what's the case? The case is that it could be eaten, it could be eaten agav ima, literally on the back of or together with its mother. What does that mean? Look at Rashi. Agav ima, im ochlines ima hayom afhi. That apparently, again, what the Gemara is saying is, if you end up eating the chicken that day, you could eat its eggs also. What's the pshat? Hechi domi. This is very interesting. Amr Abayi, kegon shalak chastam. Well, it's an interesting case, right? I'm out in the marketplace in Erev Yom Tif, and what happens? I come home, I buy myself a chicken, right? Why? The price was right, I bought a chicken, and what? And I didn't decide, I didn't decide for what purpose I was buying this chicken. Was I buying it for eggs? Was I buying it to slaughter? And therefore what? So that's what we call lach hastam. I bought it without any explicit intent. Therefore, nishchita, if I shechted the chicken on Yom Tov, chuvrara achila omedes, so I'll say, what happens? If I shecht the chicken on Yamtov, then what is that? Shor? I will say a little bit of inch, a brera. Remember, what is brera? Brera is retroactive clarification. So if I shecht the chicken on Yamtov, then what does that show? It shows retroactively my intent when I purchased it was for shechita purposes. If that's the case, Rabosai, then if it's a then if it's a tar and a golis halmedes lachila, if it's a chicken that's going to be used for consumption, then what? Then in Achinami, everybody will agree that both the chicken as well as the egg will be permitted. Losh nishchita. If I did not shecht it on Yamtov, then what? Chovrera delagadlebe. Then it becomes clear that what was the point of the purchase it was to be a chicken that was going to lay eggs, and therefore again the chicken is muktzah and the eggs are muktzah. Rab Ramari says no, no, no. Guzma katani. When the Brian says said that you could eat the chicken and the, the chicken and even its mother, the mission the Brian was employing some degree of hyperbole. Disanya. We'll say look at Rashi for just a moment. Uh, Rashi says over here, Guzma katani. Sometimes a person wants to make a point. Medaber yeser. Person speaks a little bit on exaggerated terms. And in reality, this is a chicken that is really set aside for consumption. 
in reality, we're not talking about the mother over here. The Bryce is quoting an opinion that argues on Basil. Remember, Basil in the Mishnah says that Beitza Shinol Dov is going to be Aser. Again, we had four different reasons as to why Basil holds that. The Gemara now is quoting a Bryce that argues on Basil, and the the Tana, the Tana who's arguing on Basil, is trying to make such a strong point that he says, not only can you eat the egg, but what? You could even eat the mother. Now, is he talking about the mother? No. Rather, he's getting a little bit carried away. He's trying to, he's trying to make a point, so he becomes a little bit emphatic. He says he could even eat the mother. Sigmar gives an example of this. Desanya, we learned in the Raisa, Achirum Omer Mishum Rabbi Eliezer, Beitza Tochal, Hivi'ima. Rabbi Eliezer says the egg can be eaten together with its mother. Ve'efroch uklipaso. Similarly, you can eat a chick. You can eat a chick even together with its shell. So the Gemara says, my klipaso. What do you mean with its shell? Ilema klipa. Even ilema klipa. Klipa. Excuse me. Ilema klipa mamish. If you say you can literally eat the shell, klipa basachilahi. Can you can can you able to eat the shell? Ela efroch biklipaso. But in reality, again. He must be talking about, again, the Efroach, the chick, even together with its shell. So we'll say, again, employing some degree of hyperbole. So we'll say, we're not, I'm just going to read this now. We're not going to explain this now because we're going to see this machlokas tomorrow. This has to do with, can you eat a chick? Let's say you crack open an egg and there's a chick there. Can you eat the chick or not? So this is going to be machlokas and the Again, we'll see it in tomorrow's daf. Right now, the Gemara is only quoting it because it falls into the hyperbole discussion. So ad kanlo until the Rabbana only argued on Rabbi ben Yaakov when literally the chick has come into the air of the world. But when the chick has not actually come into the world, there's no argument. Rather, Rabbi said when Rabbi Lezer says that you can eat the chick together with its shell, what is that? That's hyperbole. So to over here, Rabbi Lezer said that you can eat the chick and its mother. Then it's also hyperbole, meaning we don't care about the mother. We care about the egg. So I'm sorry, when we say that you can eat the egg and its mother, that's also I probably rather just talk about the egg. So I'll say what comes out is Rabbi Elias is arguing on Beis Hillel. And whereas Beis Hillel says that Beis Hashanol Dabiyomtov cannot be eaten, the point is that there are other opinions besides Beis Shammai who agree that it can be eaten. Um, Itmar, we'll say another case. Shabbos v'yomtov, we'll say it's a very interesting case. Let's say you have a case of Shabbos and yomtov that, that fall out one next to each other. Now, it doesn't matter the order. It doesn't matter if it's Shabbos, then yomtov, or yomtov, then Shabbos. But the point is, you have, you have these two juxtaposed events of Shabbos and yomtov. So, Rav Amar, so we'll say, what happens if you have an egg born on one of these days? So you have two consecutive days of Kedusha. So Rav says, if the egg was born on, let's say, Shabbos, it is still Osir on Yom Tov. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, muteres Rabbi Yochanan says, no, if it was born on one day, it, you can't eat it on that day, but it is muter the next day. So we'll say, what's the machlokes? Perhaps Rav says that, that, that why, Rav say, why are the egg that's born on Shabbos be on Yom Tov? Because perhaps the Kedusha of Shabbos and Yom Tov is one Kedusha. Rav say, now we've seen this already because remember, Rabbah, when he espoused his position of Hachana, linked Yom Tov and Shabbos together. So perhaps Yom Tov and Shabbos are really what we call one Kedusha, one protracted period of Kedusha. Granted, they're different halachic days and they have different halachos, but when they 
fall, when they fall in consecutive in succession, they're considered to be one protracted period of Kiddusha. If that's the case, then an egg that was born on one of these days will be usher on the other day. On the other hand, on the other now the Gemara says, but how could that be? Vahamarav, halacha Rav said the halacha follows the four elders, and like Rabbi Eliezer, who says that there are two kedushas. Rav said this is actually referring over here to in, in the Rashi calls the Gemara Masechus Erevin by Erev Tchumin. If I want to make two different Erev Tchumins for two different directions on two different days on Shabbos and Yom Tov, I can do that. I can do that now. Why can I do that, Rav? The only way you can do that is if how. Is if you hold it as two kedushos. Is if you hold it as two separate days. Therefore, again, I could have an air of going in one direction for one day. But if I again, if I hold it as one kedusha, then lemaisa the air of I make for one day has to make for both days. So here you see Rav explicitly saying that you can make two eruvim, which would seem to indicate that what well, that lemaisa again it's shtei kedushos elahacha. Rather, Rabbi said the machlokis between Rav and Rabbi Ochanan is whether or not they subscribe to the position of Achana de Rabba. Or both say, what's Achana de Rabba? It's going to be very important. What's Achana de Rabba? What's Achana de Rabba? We're starting at 4.30 tomorrow. Right? Achana de Rabba is that Rabba holds that, again, any food on Yom Tov must be prepared from a Yom Chol. Right, any food for Shabbos and Vehechinu Vehechinu Yaviu. Rabba holds that Lamais again, Shabbos and Yom Tov food must be prepared from a weekday. That's why again, if you remember again, Rabba holds that in a case of Shabbos and Yom Tov that follow on one each other, a beta that's not the Yom Tov is us why? Because the beta was finished on Shabbos, and again it was Hachana on Shabbos. So both sides, so the Shail so now the Gemara is suggesting over here that the Machlokis Rabba and Rabbi Yochanan is whether or not they subscribe to Hachana de Rabba. Rav is the Hachana de Rabba. So Rav holds this concept. Therefore, Rabbi Yochanan, in a case of Shabbos and Yom Tov, one after the other, so the mice of an egg is born on Yom Tov, that means it was prepared when? On Shabbos, and that's Osir. Because Rabbi again, according to Rabbi, you must be able to positively identify your food sources on Yom Chol, which would be in this case on Erev Shabbos. Because the Beitzah was nolda on Yom Tov, therefore it's prepared on Shabbos, therefore it's Asr. Therefore Rav holds of Rabbah, Rabbi Yochanan, let's say and apparently Rabbi Yochanan does not subscribe to this idea. So because of that, Rabbi Yochanan does not require that food be prepared on a Yom Chol, or that you'll be able to identify the food on a Yom Chol. Therefore, the Maisa, again, even, even if the, again, Everybody's going to, both Rav and Rabbi Yochanan will agree that let's say when the egg is laid on Shabbos, you can't use it. But Rabbi Yochanan will say by the next day it already becomes permitted. Rabbi will say it does not. Kitanoi, Sigmar says, Machlokes Tanoim. Nolda b'Shabbos, Tocha b'Yom Tov. B'Yom Tov, Tocha b'Shabbos. Again, we have a brace that says, if the egg was born on Shabbos, and again, this is the case, same case of Shabbos and Yom Tov that are occurring back to back. Say if it was born on Shabbos, you it on Yom Tov. Or Yom Tov, you it on Shabbos. Rabbi Hud Omer, Mishum Rabbi Eliezer, Adayin hi Machlokes. And Rabbi Huda says the name of Rabbi Eliezer. It is still a machlokas. Shebeisham, Beisham, I say, tochal. Beisham, I say, you can eat it. Ubeisilo omrim lo tochal. And Beisilo say, you may not eat. So Rabbi say, what this price introduces us to us is the following. That not only is the machlokas Beisham, Beisilo, in the case of Beit HaShanol de Beyom Tov, but the machlokas Beisham, Beisilo is a case of Shabbos Viyom Tov as well. That when you have these two days that fall back to back, 
when you have an egg that is born on, born on the fourth, first day, what is its status on the second day? And the Gemara is suggesting that this will still be a case, uh, there will still be a machlokis beshamai in the second case as well. What do you do with the egg on the, the egg was laid on the first day? What do you do in the egg with the second day? Will still be same machlokis beshamai and beshamai. And the Gemara is suggesting over here that this machlokis that originated as machlokis Rav and Rabbi Yochanan really becomes a machlokis as to whether or not you subscribe to the concept of hachana de Rabba. Sigma tells a story. So what happened? The uh, means the host. Ava was staying in an inn or was staying at somebody's house. And what happens? His host had these eggs. These eggs, Yom Tov Shabbos. So the eggs, it's now Friday's Yom Tov. Friday's Yom Tov. We're going to go from Yom Tov into Shabbos. And the eggs were laid on Yom Tov on Friday. So what happens? So now the, the Balabas comes to Ravada Barav and he says to him, My la'at vinhu ha'idna, v'nechlinhu l'machar. Can I roast the eggs today, but not eat them until tomorrow? So meaning, the, the Balabas realized, I can't eat the eggs today, because it was based on Shnol What was he asking? Can I prepare them today? So, because again, obviously, they'll be permitted tomorrow. I think they'll be permitted tomorrow on Shabbos, but obviously I can't prepare them on Shabbos. So can I prepare them today and eat them tomorrow? They both say, what he's really asking is what? I know that you can't eat the egg today on Yom Tov. What is he asking? Is the egg muktza? Can, can I handle the egg today? So Ravada Barava says, you know, what, what's, what's your thought process? Rav Rabbi Yochanan, Halachi Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan, when you have, have Machlok Yisrael and Rabbi Yochanan, the Halacha follows Rabbi Yochanan. Which means what, Rabbi That again, Rabbi Yochanan says, Nolda bazeh, muteres bazeh. That when the egg was born, let's say, on Yom Tov, and Yom Tov falls out right before Shabbos on Friday, that it's permitted on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Afid Rabbi Yochanan lo kashari elu legoma lemachar. Aval biyomei lo. Rabbi Yochanan, even Rabbi Yochanan agrees what? Literally, legoma means to swallow. Rabbi Yochanan says, yes, the egg becomes permitted on the second day. But what doesn't Rabbi Yochanan allow for? Rabbi Yochanan doesn't allow for the handling of the egg on the first day, meaning say, even Rabbi Yochanan says the egg becomes permitted on the second day, will agree that you may not handle the egg on day one, and therefore the answer essentially is no. You may not go ahead and roast it today because you can't handle that egg today. Obviously then the only options you'll have for usage on Shabbos is what? Is you could swallow it raw, you could swallow it raw, you know, you could, you could drink the egg if you want, which I guess apparently at a point in time some people did. I'm sorry, you could open it. You could open it. I'm sorry? Good, okay. Good, good, okay. Besides Rocky, I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know who's doing it. Ari told me that one. I didn't know that one on my own. <laughs> Ari whispered it to me. Okay, so, so the girl goes right there. Vatanya, so we learned. Vatanya, we learned in a Braisa. Achaz beitza, excuse me, aval biyom elo, vatanya. Echaz beitza shnoldo b'shabis, v'achaz beitza shnoldo b'yom tov, in metal tlenosa. I, but we learned. Because now we'll say, this, this vatanya is not a question. Often vatanya is, is the way we phrase the question. This vatanya is actually is, is a proof. Is a proof to the idea that beitza shnoldo b'yom tov may not be handled. Because we learned in a b'raisa. Achaz beitza shnoldo b'shabis, achaz beitza shnoldo b'yom tov. Whether the egg was born on Shabbos or on yom tov. Ein metal tlenosa. You may not move it. Lo you can't use it as a bottle stopper. You can't use it to support your bed. So, so therefore, again, the mice, again, Ava tells the Balabas, I'm sorry, the egg will be permitted for you on Shabbos, but you may not roast it today. 
Another story. So again, Rav Papa is also either whether it's his host or just stam a guy. So a guy comes to ask Rav Papa a question and he says, What? I have these eggs. I have these eggs that were born on Shabbos, that were born on Shabbos. Shabbos Yom Tov. If you take a look at Rashi Rabosai, so he says over here, he says over here, uh, I'm sorry, but let's just read it. Shabbos Yom Tov. So what happened? So the Bible said this was a case of Shabbos and Shabbos falling Shabbos and then Yom Tov on Sunday. So the Balabas comes to Raf Papa and he says to Raf Papa, you know, again, the eggs were just laid today. I know I can't eat them today. Can I eat them tomorrow? Can I eat them on Yom Tov? Okay. Amrale Zil Haidna Vita Lemachar. Do me a favor, do me a favor, come back, come back later on, right? D- leave now and come back tomorrow. Lomoki Amora Because Rav would often not go ahead, literally means Rav would not establish an Amora. Rav would not establish an Amora for himself on Yom Tov because of drunkenness. I say, the Tanoim, when they would give a shir, often did not go, they, they, would, they would state the information, and the Amora would then package the information in a way that was fit for public consumption. So on Yom Tov, Rav would not have his Amora by his side. What that means is that Rav would not teach halacha on Yom Tov. Why not? Because of shikras. Because Rav say again, on Yom Tov, people have meals. During meals, again, people drink. And after one drinks, one is not supposed to pass in halacha. So therefore, again, apparently, Rav Papa saying to this guy, look at Rashi, just a moment. Rav would never go ahead and give have his amora by. He wouldn't give shear on Yom Tov. Why? Because Lamaisa again, there was drinking going on, and where there is drinking, one should not pass in Alocha. So Rav Papa tells the guy, do me a favor, come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. I had a little bit to drink. Come back tomorrow. I'll tell you the halacha. So what happens? So the Gemara says the following. Ki When he came back the next day, Amrlei. So Rapap responded to him. Eichu hashta ishtaloi. Literally, had I gone ahead and paskin for you yesterday, bishikrusi, while I was a little bit under the influence, ishtaloi, I would have made a mistake with my ruling. Why? What's the halacha? And I would have told you the simple halachic principle that when there's a halachic principle, Rabbi Yochanan, the halacha follows Rabbi Yochanan. I'll say, what does Rabbi Yochanan say? What does Rabbi Yochanan say? That baits that when you have Shabbos of Yom Tov, baits the Shanol de Bezu, Muteres Bezu. So had you come to me yesterday after I had a couple of lechaims in me and after I was involved in Simchas Yom Tov, I would have told you my reflexive answer would have been, you want to know the egg was born on Shabbos, can you eat it on Yom Tov? I would have told you, of course you can, because the halacha follows Rabbi Yochanan. But now that I had a little bit of Time to think about this. Ha'amarava hilchisa kavase dirav bahane bahane tlas being the kula being the chumra. But I will say then I remember another teaching of Rava, and Rava said that the halacha follows Rav in three cases: lekula whether that were in lekula and the chumra. Meaning follows Rav both leniently and stringently. And I will say we will see these three cases. But again, look at Rashi hilchisa kavase dirav. So we'll say one of the three cases, we'll see the other two in tomorrow's death actually, but one of the three cases in which he passed like Rav is this case of of Shabbos V'yomtov. Rav says, Nolda Bazu, Asura Bazu. So here you have Rav Papa saying again, had you come to me yesterday, 
I would have reflexively paskined like Rabbi Yochanan because normally in all in all, all the rest of Shas in Gan Shas we have Machlokes Rav Rabbi Yochanan the Halach Falls Rabbi Yochanan except in this case there are three cases where he paskined like Rav and this is one of the cases therefore again Beit Sashnol the Bezu Asura Bezu says Rabbi Yochanan I'm going to say we have just to tell you also I have not done any Halach Lanaisa purposely because we really have to finish this sugya. Once we finish the sugya of Beit Shenolda, we'll go back and we'll do all of these halachas. But again, at least right now you have Rav Papa saying that the halacha in fact follows Rav in this case and therefore Nolda Bezu Asura Bezu. Am Rabbi Yochanan. So we'll say again, that's the end of that case. So now, we'll say, so what ends off, what ends off is the case of Shabbos Viyomta, we end off with Machlokes, Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. Rav says, Nolda Bezu Asura Bezu. Rabbi Yochanan says, Nolda Bezu Muteres Bezu. And then we've seen two Lemaisa cases that were paskined on differently, right? We had the first case again of Ushpezichnei to Rav Adabar Abba. So Rav Adabar Abba again told his, his Balabos that Allah follows Rav and we had Rav Papa telling his Balabos, excuse me, Rav, <coughs> excuse me, Rav Adabar Abba paskined like Rav Yochanan and then we had Rav Papa telling his Balabos that Allah follows Rav and, and Rav Papa telling his Balabos that although normally the halachic principle is Machlok Yisrael and Rabbi Yochanan, the halacha follows Rabbi Yochanan, except in three cases, and this is one of these three. Fine. The Gemara goes weiter. Am Rabbi Yochanan, Eitzim Shnoshel Menadekel B'Shabbos. So say, let's say you have wood that fell off a palm tree on Shabbos. So we'll say again, there's another case of Shabbos to Yom Tov, right? So again, this is Shabbos and Yom Tov is falling out on Sunday. So you have wood that fell off the palm tree on Shabbos. You may not use that wood to fire up your stove on Yom Tov. You can't use, the, you can't use it, okay? So the Marsh says, Why? And don't say, don't bring me the rye of Beitza. So we'll say again, remember, Rabbi Yochanan is the opinion who says, Nolda bazu, muteres bazu. So Yochanan is going to say, I know what you're thinking. So remember again, say, wood falls off the tree on Shabbos. Now obviously when the wood falls off the tree on Shabbos, what's the status of that wood? It's mukta, right? Now it's mukta because the truth is it serves, it serves no purpose. First of all, it was mechubert, it was attached, serves no purpose. So Rabbi Yochanan is going to say, don't tell me that I, Rabbi Yochanan, contradicting yourself because you said by the case of the egg, nolda bazu, Muteras Bezu. So, so to you should see over here, Nishru Bezu, Muteras Bezu. The wood fell off the tree on Shabbos, 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 I'm sorry. The egg is ready the day before. It's already there. It's already there. Oh, so good. That that's true. Also, it's already it's already in its readily usable form. It's true. It's true. The keys are dissimilar. Mitchila Halanya saying, but just, he says like this. I'll tell you another reason. My timer, my timer beta mishum debiyoma. Which which truth is Halanya? This is really you're right. My timer beta. What's the reason for eggs? Mishum debiyoma namichazi legom legom legoma velo kashari lo ad lamachar meida yedia debasyoma asrua. Rabosa, here's the chap. When it comes to the egg, technically speaking, that egg is usable on Shabbos. So I'll say, what does it mean that egg is usable on Shabbos? Lemaisa, again, technically, you could use it. How can you use it? You break it open, you give it to Julian, he's going to drink it, right? Right. So again, you, so meaning technically speaking, <coughs> that egg is, is consumable. It's consumable. The fact that you don't consume it on Shabbos indicates what? Why aren't you consuming it? Because it's mukta. It's clear, meaning the fact that you could use it, but you can't use it, excuse me, the fact that you could use it, but not that you can't, but you don't use it, indicates that Lemaisa, it was Asr yesterday. It was Asr on Shabbos. <coughs> Therefore, again, when, it, when you come to use it on Yom Tov, it's clear that you're using it today, but it was prohibited the day before. However, Eitzim, 
But again, the, the, the wood itself, which I both said the previous day, was not fit for anything. Why wasn't it fit for anything? What is wood used for? Burning. Right? Burning. You can't use it on Shabbos. Why? Because the Bible says it can't kindle a fire. So therefore, if you want to permit, if you permit it on the next day, Yom Tov, People will say that it was really permitted the day before as well. And the only reason no one used it yesterday is because what were you going to use it for? So it's a fascinating shikol. So Rabbi says like this. Rabbi says, the reason why I hold by the egg that if it was no lot b'Shabbos that you could use it on Yom Tov is because the egg was in existence already on Shabbos and it was already fit for use. Technically speaking, you, a person could eat it raw. There's, there's, a, there's, a possible, there's a possible usage. But yet what? Nobody does. What does that show? What does that show? It shows that the egg is usher today. Therefore, when you eat it the next day, the fact that we allow consumption <laughs> on the next day in no way erodes the fact that everyone knows that it was permitted, prohibited the day before. But if we allow you to use the wood that fell on Shabbos on Yom Tov, what's going to happen? People are going to assume that the reason you didn't use it on Shabbos was why? Was why? Because what are you going to use it for? Because Lamai said again, it's not fit for, fit for use because you can't, the only thing is you, fit for use. The only thing it's fit to be used for is burning. You can't burn it on Shabbos. That's why nobody used it. But were the Eitzim themselves mukta? No, they're not mukta. And what reinforces that? The fact that I could use it on Yom Tov. Therefore, says Rabbi Yochanan, in order to reinforce the fact that the wood itself is mukta on Shabbos, says Rabbi Yochanan, I prohibit its usage even on Yom Tov. So if Rabbi Yochanan says the cases really are dissimilar. Amurav Masna. It's a very interesting case, but Yom Tov. This is even a more interesting case. What happens? Let's say this is on Yom Tov. It's not on Shabbos. Wood falls off from my palm tree. From my palm tree. Mamish right into my stove. Into my stove. Right? Amazing. Right? Amazing. Right? So the wood mamish falls off from my from my Right, correct. The stoves are outside. Correct. I will say again, this is not. This is not like coming through your window. Some amish like nice over here. Again, people have often have their stoves outside. And also, don't, don't think about the stove you have in your house. Like this, stove is the wrong word. It's an oven. It's an oven. It's a kira. Right. So again, remember, I will say what's what's a, what's a kira? Right. A, a Talmudic kira. I will say is a pit with wood and a and a metal object on top of it. I'm sorry. Correct. So my second, so what happens? So now the wood falls from my palm tree directly into my fire on Yom Tif. So what happens? So that Ramasna says, Mar umasikan. You know what you do? You just add in additional permission. And I both said the problem over there is what? The problem over there is that that wood, that, that wood started Yom Tif how? Attached to the tree. So because of that, again, it was not set aside for firewood. Because it was not set aside for firewood, it really can't be used. But what's the problem? What's the problem? It's already in my fire. So what do I do in that case? So Rav Masa seems to suggest it's okay. Just add in additional permitted wood and and masikan and fire up the fire like that. But how can you do that? You're going to be actively manipulating prohibited wood. To which the Gemara says, "Kivan deruba To which the Gemara answers, "No, no, you don't understand." When we say put additional permitted wood, what are we saying? Is create a majority of permitted wood, and therefore what happens? The prohibited wood becomes the prohibited wood becomes bottle. It's bottle in a mixture of a majority. One second, but how can you do that? You're, you're essentially advising me now to intentionally introduce additional permitted wood to proactively create a situation of bittel. Is that permitted? Utnan, we learned, 
Ein mevatlin isra you cannot go ahead and be mevatl isra intentionally. Rabosai, understand what this can do, right? What this can do is, you know what, I, I, I really, you know, my chicken soup really requires just, a, just a, a smidgen of milk. That's part of the recipe, but it's not a problem. I'm going to introduce a little, intentionally introduce a little bit of milk, but it's okay. Why? Because there's definitely much more chicken soup. You can't do that. You, bittel is a mechanism that only works ex post facto. You cannot intentionally create a situation of bittel. But it seems to hear that the halacha is telling me to intentionally create a situation of bittel. The prohibited wood falls in. No problem. Just introduce more permitted wood. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. When are you not permitted to create to proactively create a situation of bittel, that's in biblical matters. However, when it comes to rabbinic matters, mevatlin. So, Inachinami is very interesting. Seems to be that it's only mid the that you can't be mevatlin lechatchila. Mid you can. Ulravashi, the Amar called Dovashesh Lamatirin, if you live with lo batil ma'ikel meimar. I, according to Ravashi, you said that Rabosai, Dovashesh Lamatirin, something that will become permitted, is not even batil mid What is there to say in this case? Rabosai, you remember. So, in this case, you should say, the wood that fell from the palm tree is a Darvashesh Lamatir. And when will it become mutter? Right after Yamtiv. So therefore it shouldn't be bottle at all, even if you introduce <coughs> additional wood. Oh, Hani When do we say that Darvashesh Lamatirin is not bottle? That's when the item remains in existence. Hacha Mikli Kali Isura. Rabosai, but here what's gonna happen? Here what's gonna happen? Rabosai, the wood very quickly burns up. So because of that, it's not going to remain in existence because it's not going to remain in existence that allows for bittal to occur. Okay. So we'll say next case. Itmar. So we'll say again it's just so again just you understand that, that happens to be I mean we'll cover this later, but that happens to be Halochalamaisa that with Dirabonons that with dirabonans, especially dirabonans that will quickly disintegrate, you are permitted to create a case of bitulachatrila in order to negate in order to negate a prohibited substance. Sigmar so goes weiter. Itmar, shnei yamim tovim. We'll say just one more minute, and then we'll have to stop. So what happens again? You have two yamim tovim. Shnei yamim tovim shalgolios. So we'll say now we're going to get into the very interesting sugya of yom tov sheni shalgolios. Very interesting sugya. So what happens? Itmar shnei yamim tovim shalgolios. Rav Amar nolda baze mutares baze. Rav says that an egg that is born on one day, first day of Yom Tov, is permitted its second day Yom Tov. Ravasi, Ravasi says, no, no the baze asura baze. Ravasi says, that which is born on day one is going to be asura on day two. Lema kasava Ravasi, so Ravasi, what's the machlokas? It must be that Ravasi holds kidusha achos, excuse me, excuse me, um, excuse me, I'm sorry. Yes, so Ravasi, so Rav says, again, if it's born on the first day, permitted on the second day. Ravasi says, no, born on the, born on the first day, also on the second day. Why? Now, Ravasi would appear because Ravasi must hold, Ravasi must hold that the two days of Yom Tov have one protracted period of Simcha. So the Gemara says, is that true? Ravasi used to make Havdalah from one day of Yom Tov to the next. Now, I'll say, now what this means is apparently Ravasi would actually make Havdalah in between Yom Tov Rishon and Yom Tov Sheni. So I'll say, Rashi says over here, We'll see why he did this. Ravasi felt that we are proficient with the calendar. We know when Yom Tov is. We only keep the second day because it's the Minag of our forefathers and therefore he would literally make Havdalah. He would observe the second day, but he would also make Havdalah between the first day and the second. To which the Gemara says, oh, it's 
okay? He leveraged his bets, right? He leveraged his risk. Ravasi went Lechumra both ways. So he went Lechumra and then he made Havdal between the first days because it's quite possible that the second day is really Chol. But at the same time, he also had Lechumra that maybe the two days have one Kiddusha and therefore what? And therefore Lemaisa Beit Sashnal Dabazeh will be Asura Bazar. We'll say, we'll stop over here. Again, tomorrow morning we pick up with a really fat, this is the Sugya of Yom Tov Shini Shalgalios, which is a really fascinating Sugya. So, Mirza Shem tomorrow.